your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 469 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you were hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today we have part two of a special crossover edition with Mr. Armando Velez from Locked On Florida Panthers. Armando and I did a special uh, post show episode and that dropped on Tuesday talking a little bit about everything that happened between the Rangers and the Panthers a game that got a lot more interesting than any of us Ranger fans definitely would have liked but nevertheless the Rangers hold off a 10-0-1 team and uh, hang on for a 4-3 victory there Igor Shesterkin once again standing on his head what else is new but after Armando and I got done talking about the game itself we kind of dive into some other storylines surrounding the Rangers surrounding the Panthers and surrounding you know just the NHL in general so uh, part two of our conversation with Armando Velez enjoy we don't have to get into the whole Joe Quenville situation. I mean, that's a whole other episode, and obviously that was really ugly. But you have a new coach now, Andrew Burnett, and something that kind of really impresses me about the Panthers right now is the fact that, you know, all that stuff went down. And, and granted, the Florida Panthers had nothing to do with any of that. But to go from a coach and a really awkward just awful situation and have a new coach and basically not miss a beat. I mean, they've basically just kept going right on the trajectory that they were on. I mean, what does that say about them? And uh, how is your, how would you say that uh, Burnett has done so far uh, with the job here with the Panthers? One thing that I've always said is that even though coach Quenville is gone, his message is still there. His emotional presence is still there. Uh, a, A guy might leave the locker room, but it takes a little bit for that message and, to to go away and the the assistant coaches soak his teachings like a sponge and the Andrew Burnett was on the coaching staff for two and a half years before being promoted to the interim head coach so he learned a thing or two from uh coach Q sure he's never been a head coach at any level he's been an assistant uh and he's been in the front office but never as the head guy but it was, it was always going to be someone from within for this Florida Panthers team, because just hiring someone from the outside, messing with the chemistry that was already there, it, it just didn't make sense for this team. And so far, so good. Um, the there's still, there's still a lot of questions about how he manages time on ice, but still, but he's, he's new at this. So I, I'm going to give it a little bit of time before I personally uh, criticize Andrew Burnett for, anything related to that so I, I i like what i see this is still a very talented team and also the expectations haven't changed at all just because coach q is gone the the the, the way this team is constructed the way bill zito has also structured his contracts with with term is nobody gets more than a four-year term unless your name is alexander barkoff jonathan huberto or aaron ekblad but aaron ekblad's deals not doesn't expire for another four years um Barkoff got extended uh, just before the season. And this off season is when it's the time to talk about an extension for Jonathan Huberto as uh, after next season, he'll be a UFA. So 
other other than those three, nobody's getting a longer term deal. So once those contract expires and how they're structured, if Bill Zito wants to go get more guys to complement uh, pieces around Barkov, Huberto, and Ekblad, they're 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 able to do it. And next year is going to be a little tough because they still have uh, the buyout of Keith Yandel on their books. The majority of it does kick in next year, but after next year, that's when it's going to become easier for this Florida Panthers team to uh, pay to pay some people and to also uh, get some of those uh, more uh, free agents into the room. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I think I'm kind of taking a similar wait and see approach with your old friend, Gerard Gallant there. Obviously the Rangers mm. are, off to a much better start this season than they have in either of, um, you know, the last couple of seasons that have gone by here. I mean, you know, you can always nitpick a coach for little things here and there, but I know that one of his big messages to this team when he came in is he wants the Rangers to be one of the hardest, or excuse me, the hardest working team in the NHL. And, you know, I, I do see evidence of that. I mean, the offensive fireworks have not been there for the Rangers thus far this season, but I think the work ethic has, and I think, you know, and granted, you know, Igor Shesterkin has bailed them out of a few, but I do think uh, the effort is there pretty much on a night in and night out basis with the exception of, you know, maybe one or two games, probably the two games against Calgary. Those are probably the only two where, you know, it felt like the Rangers just got run out of the building, but you know, overall, I think he's done a pretty solid job so far. And you know how it is, man, you know, a couple of games into the season, everybody's either ready to give him coach of the year or run him right out of town. And, you know, that's just, that's just the nature of the beast sometimes, but you know, we're getting started and I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about what I'm seeing so far. And, you know, I'm certainly not going to waver. He was my choice coming into the season and he's still my choice now. So I'm, I'm glad he's here. And uh, it's nice to see the Rangers off to a much better start this season than they have been in recent seasons. Just want to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. I just want to thank you guys once again for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. The ethic, the work ethic is something that we talked about over the summer uh, when when you and I did our crossover. Uh, the it's It was there in Florida. He made a Stanley Cup final in Vegas for crying out loud. So mm-hmm. he, he's not he's no slouch of a coach. That's for sure. And it it, it it just might take a while for certain players to get used to like his certain style and what what he wants to get out of uh the the players there so that 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 and he wasn't he wasn't fired because of performance from the panthers he was just fired because of philosophical differences so that that that's that's what people need to remind themselves of of everything that that came down when it came to his time with the florida panthers so I, I wish I wish Gerard Gallant nothing but success in New York. And hey, it helps that the New York Rangers are no rival to the Florida Panthers. So it, it's not it's not it, it helps that uh, 
that uh it's a it's a mutual respect between uh florida panthers fans and uh new york that's for sure (laughs) yeah i gotta say man you know the panthers they're one of my favorite you know non-ranger teams in the nhl they're a team that i find very likable very easy to root for like we've been talking about very hardworking team and you know something else joe thornton's on the panthers now so if there's a situation where you know the rangers are knocked out of the playoffs at some point and the panthers are still in it i mean Everything else being equal, I'm cool with seeing, you know, 43-year-old Joe Thornton winning a cup for the first time or however old he is. That can't be off by more than a year or two one way or the other. But, yeah, you know, I I got nothing against the Panthers. And like I said, I think you got a heck of a team over there, man. Yeah, even though Joe Thornton uh, started his career in Boston, uh, one of your rivals. But I wasn't around uh, for sure uh, watching uh, the uh, Joe Thornton there in Boston for sure. So I don't even remember Boston Joe Thornton. So... (laughs) I barely remember it. I mean, it's ancient history, man. That feels like a lifetime ago, you mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. Yeah. So the Florida Panthers just kicked off game one of their four-game road trip, uh, starting in Madison Square Garden against uh, New York Rangers. John, I, 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 I've never told this to my, uh, my listeners. Do you know that I've been to New York uh, 12 times in my life? Do you know how many times I've entered Madison Square Garden? Um, well, since you're bringing it up, I get the feeling it's either got to be a lot or a little. So I will say you've been to Madison Square Garden once. Zero. Zero. Okay. I've, ne- okay. I've, all, I've only been to, with the exception of two times, I've only been to Madison Square Garden, um, to, uh, excuse me, New York City during the off season. Most of the time I go during the off season. And got to switch it up, man. I, I got to go. I, I, yeah. I've only seen snow once as a Floridian. And right. Yeah, I, I gotta go during the season. That's for sure. Usually, I'm down here uh, during the season, but gotta gotta definitely make a trip up there, and definitely gotta see the Panthers on the road. And I'm also a Miami Heat fan, so I gotta see them play against uh, the Knicks uh, sometime up there one day. So definitely gotta gotta do a trip there. But um, Florida kicks off um, their first of four. Uh, so tomorrow they face off against the New Jersey Devils on a second game of a back-to-back before going to Pittsburgh. And then last game of the trip is against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which I will be in the building in person for, for that second of four battles of Florida, which the Florida Panthers were able to get the best of the Tampa Bay Lightning last time by a final score of four to one. And this is, this is the third longest trip for the Florida Panthers uh, this season. So lots of, I don't, I don't know if Sidney Crosby's back for the Penguins. I know last time I checked, he's uh, on the COVID list for Pittsburgh. But, hey, they they started off uh, really rough against this uh, New York Rangers team. They they The Florida Panthers got a little bit of a gut punch despite making it interesting at the end. How about the New York Rangers? What's up for uh, them coming up uh, in these next few days? Yeah, so, I mean, coming into the month of November, I was kind of previewing the month on my show and just kind of looking at everybody they were going to play. And obviously, I knew that this was going to be one of the toughest stretches of the month because, you know, you play three times in four days, which is tough enough to begin with, but you're at Edmonton, at Calgary, and home against Florida. So that's, you know, that's murderer's row right there. But now they get four straight days off, and the schedule becomes considerably easier after that. They're at Columbus on Saturday, home against the Devils on Sunday, both winnable games, you know. I know the Jackets have kind of overachieved thus far and the Devils are kind of putting the pieces together a little bit, but that could be four points if the Rangers, you know, show up and they, they play their game. And then, you know, not to go on and on about this, but you're home against Montreal at Toronto. That's a tough one uh, at Ottawa and home against Buffalo. So 
there should be a lot of wins there. And it's a, it's a great chance for the Rangers to make some headway. Uh, we know how difficult the Eastern conference is going to be Armando. There's just so many good teams and um, you know, the Rangers really need to take advantage of that portion of their schedule. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed that they can do it, man. I mean, hopefully I think I need like seven games there. Hopefully they can win five of them. You know, I, I think I would sign up for that if, if you told me that that could happen. The Metropolitan Division's weird right now. Yeah. Uh, points percentage. Everybody's over 500. Uh, like, you... It barely seems possible. Yeah, and... Right? Yeah. I, I guess the... I haven't seen how the Metropolitan Division record is against outside divisions, but I'm just going to assume that their record against out, um, teams outside of their division is great. That's why all the teams are where they are. And... The Florida Panthers have faced four out of the eight teams, excuse me, five out of the eight teams. The only ones that they haven't played yet were New Jersey and Columbus, actually. actually. So uh, it's crazy. Every, every, so I assume every every team in that division has just beaten up on everyone else. And you lose one game, and that could change so many things in the standings in just one day. How 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 are you feeling about that early on in the season? It's absolutely wild, man. And, you know, I am glad that, you know, last season was very unique and that you only play teams in your own division. And of course it wasn't really the Metro. There was, you know, one or two teams out of the division, you know, because of the realignment and one or two teams into the division. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's the Thunderdome. You know, I did a crossover with Jay Forrester of Lockdown Blue Jackets a while back and that's what he called it. And it couldn't be more accurate. Like you mentioned, I believe every team right now has at least as many wins as regulation losses. I would have to check that to know for sure, but yeah, it's crazy. And I think right now, you know, the way I see it, I've been saying all along, I think the Rangers are kind of a fringe playoff team. I do think they'll eventually squeak in, but it's going to be a photo finish, man. It's coming down to the last game, last two games of the season. And uh, fingers crossed on my end that the Metro ends up sending five teams to the playoffs, which certainly seems possible. I got the standings over here. And uh, yeah, I mean, maybe uh, as far as the... The Metro, you get five teams in. Then in your division, maybe it's the Panthers, the Leafs, and the Lightning, and everybody else misses it. Although I do think the Bruins will probably make a run at it. So who knows, man? I mean, right now it's looking like there's no fewer than probably at least 12 really good teams in the Eastern Conference, or at least solid teams in the Eastern Conference. It's crazy. Yeah, and the for the Atlantic division, the top three teams, it's kind of not a surprise with Tampa Bay, uh, Toronto, and Florida. and. Yeah. Detroit, I really like. I really like Detroit's team. They're really ahead of their uh, rebuild. Uh, Pierre Dorian was a little optimistic on uh, Ottawa's end for sure, saying that the rebuild was over. But not. I think uh, a lot of people think that maybe he was probably the only one who actually believed that. But of course, when you're a general manager for your own team, you're going to have that confidence. And Montreal, man, a lot of turnover for this team in one offseason, which they weren't expected to make the playoffs, but man, what a fall for this team uh, after making it to the Stanley Cup final last year. Yeah. I mean, I know obviously, you know, price isn't around right now. And like you said, there has been a lot of turnover to that roster, but, and, and you know, even last year, you know, they got into the playoffs, but a lot of it was because of the, you know, the division that they played in. And then they surprised a lot of teams in the playoffs, but for a team that makes it all the way to the Stanley Cup finals, you just don't see this coming. I mean, I think a lot of us were probably expecting at least some regression, but man, they're, they're like a bottom five team right now. I think at least if you go by the record and probably just the eye test as well, that's, that's a tough one to figure out, but it is kind of crazy. And I know it's still early, but seeing, you know, Detroit and, and Buffalo be, you know, somewhat competitive, I guess Buffalo's tailed off a little bit recently, but 
Yeah, man, it, it's 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 crazy. You know, I, I don't think anything can be ruled out as far as uh, potential playoff teams in the Eastern Conference. There's really not any team that I would look at and say no chance whatsoever. I mean, maybe the Senators, but if you listen to the GM, he thinks they're the rebuild's over. Uh, who knows, man? It, it's going to be a wild ride for sure. And at this point, anything can change uh, for sure. That, but I'm seeing five Metro teams and three Atlantic teams uh, making it into the playoffs uh, this year. And hey. That means that five eighths of uh, the Metro are in and definitely a chance for the New York Rangers to be in. So, John, the next time uh, these uh, teams will meet, I believe, is December 29th. If I'm it's end of December. Yeah, December 29th. The Florida Panthers will be hosting the New York Rangers in their one and only visit to Sunrise, Florida, before the Florida Panthers visit Madison Square Garden again. It's going to be the Florida Panthers' last game before the Olympic slash All-Star break for sure. So that's the last one uh, matchups for these two teams. And, of course, an original six team. And, of course, like I said before this recording started, uh, my girlfriend's uh, family is New York Ranger fans. So this is always a game uh, marked on my calendar uh, for, sh- for sure uh, every time every time these teams play. So, Man, I'm looking forward to uh, not only uh, seeing this team grow, Gerard uh, Gallant, um, former Florida Panther head coach, Norse Trophy winner, Adam Fox, a Vesna Trophy in his future in Igor Sersterkin. And I'm really looking forward to these two teams uh, playing again. And not only that, but doing uh, these crossover episodes with you, my man. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, you just let me know. I'm, I'm happy to do a crossover. We'll do a pre-show. We'll do a post-show, whatever works uh, on those days where these two teams are playing each other. And uh, yeah, this was a pleasure as always. And uh, definitely looking forward to some more battles between these two teams uh, down the stretch here. Absolutely. And for my listeners, uh, tell them where uh, they could find you and and on the internet. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at jchick 17 or you can go to the Twitter handle of the podcast itself, which is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And uh, how about you, Armando? Where can Ranger fans find you? Ranger fans can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And they can follow the show uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts if they want to hear, hear me uh, break down what I still consider the best team in hockey. I would not argue that. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out, but I would not argue that despite the result tonight. At, at this point in time, I'll, I'll still say that. But anyways, thank you so much, John, for doing this. Yeah, thank you, man. We'll, we'll talk soon, I'm sure. All right, and so once again, a huge, huge thanks to Mr. Armando Velez of Locked on Florida Panthers for teaming up for this special two-part crossover special here. And a huge thanks to you guys, as always, for listening to the Locked on New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NHL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It is free and available on all platforms.